I don't know if you can see the changes that have come over me in these last few days. I've been afraid that I might drift away. I've been telling old stories and singing songs that make me think about where I came from, and that's the reason why I seem so far away today. Let me tell you that I love you, and I think about you all the time, Caledon. Now I'm going home And if I should become a stranger You know it would make me more than sad Cause Caledon has been everything I've ever I've kept on moving I've proved the points That I need to prove them I've lost the friends That I needed losing And found others on the way I've kissed the girls And I've left them crying Stolen dreams Yes, there's no denying I've traveled hard With conscience flying Summer in the wind So let me tell you that I love you And I think about you all the time Caledonia, you call me Now I'm going home If I should become a stranger You know it would make me more than sad Caledon has been everything I've ever had I'm sitting here before the fire The empty room and the forest choir the flames that can't get any higher They've withered now, they've gone But I'm steady thing, my way's clear And I know what I will do tomorrow When the hands have shaken and the kisses flow And I will disappear Don't it's been everything I've ever
Ah, uh, yes. Good morning, folks. Not too much not to like about that song and that Lovely. singer. Lovely. That was the uh, amazing voice of Nathan Carter. And uh, we'll be talking a little bit about Nathan Carter um, over the coming months because he has announced that he is coming to play in a concert here in Toronto. Indeed. On September the 10th. And um, he's going to be over here playing down at the Centre for Arts. He's also got a concert up in, um, in Kingston, Kenny. And uh, he's actually also going to be coming on the show for an old chat with us. He is indeed, yeah. The man Deadly himself, stuff. looking forward to that. Oh, yeah, we'll have him on here. Yes, yes, Find yes. Find out what the whole story is. And he'll be on uh, the PBS on June the That's 8th. Right. We'll announce yeah. that in the calendar yeah, again we'll anyway. That as well, yeah. Yeah, all good, all good. So, uh, uh, yeah. Then the lines crept across the finish line, the Just British about. Irish lines. Yeah, pretty awful display, apparently. Described as a damp squid performance. Yeah, so, we'll you know, right. that's not good. 13-7. Mm. Anyway, sure, it's just kicking it's things off. Sure, it is, of course. Yeah. The lads will be still a little bit, a uh, little bit of jet lag going on. That's a long old flight, right? Yeah, I wanted to also mention too that uh, earlier in the week there was a fair bit of sport going on earlier in the week. Now, as far as uh, Irish athletes were involved, and uh, big congratulations to uh, Natalia Coyle and Arthur Lanigan O'Keefe, who took gold at the International Modern Pentathlon World Cup oh in Poland. So who knew that we could be winning gold and things like that? <laughs> and uh, I wanted to chat a wee bit about golf because Mr. Paul Dunn qualified for the U.S. Open. He did. Uh, fair play to him. Fantastic. He uh, got through a seven-man playoff, winning uh, one of four spots there. Harrington missed out. And, of course, that tournament will be coming up. Yeah. Uh, the Father's Day weekend, of course, at Erin Hills in Wisconsin. So Harrington's only way of getting through now is if he wins a PGA event. He has to do now that. And then. Yeah. Yeah. No, I he think was he in the, the yeah. he was in the hunt a bit, uh, hunt a bit uh, yeah. yesterday, uh, the last two days anyway at this one here in uh, Memorial, mm-hmm. and uh, staying on golf. Yeah. Big news last night came across the wire. Oh, I'll tell you, Kenny. Huh? I, I'm on a high. I'm this on a high. is something you uh, <laughs> when I asked you, uh, you know what what was going on. You said you were numb. I was numb. The feeling was numb. You had a. You aced a par four, I 317 did. yard par 317 four. 317 yard par four over at uh, Rattlesnake Golf Club yesterday, Kenny. That's I incredible. I snuck off yesterday evening for as fast an 18 holes of golf, of golf as I could do. Well, clearly, when got you were putting them in and one, putting them in one, it was very huh? fast, yeah. yeah. And uh, I got paired up with uh, two lovely lads who are actually uh, listening to the show right now, a fellow called Ronan Quinn. Oh, come on, Ronan. Uh, yeah, and uh, Trent Shapcott, who's a great golfer. Very good. Six handicapper there, mid-amateur. So they were there. They were the proof they were that the proof, this actually yeah. happened, that they you're not spoofing us not or anything like that. Yeah, and it was one of those uh, dog leg holes where you kind of go across and then hit left. So we couldn't see the green, couldn't see yeah. the ball. We looked for uh, quite a while, and then it was Trent that actually said, um, listen, I know you don't want to do it, but just go look in the hole. Right. And uh, if you were there now, you'd have been slagging me for even I going would. to look. Well, I would have been had you on the clock. You would. Five yeah. minutes is up. <laughs> Come on, hit another and, one. Uh, yeah, sure enough, I went, I went over and I looked in. And, back uh, to the, the tee, ball. I would have sent you back the to ball. the tee. <laughs> <laughs> and you then if the, I found it, the ball last. if I found it in the hole, I'd oh, be putting it in my yeah. pocket. Sure that's ah, why no, I don't so that's brilliant. That's great. So yeah, it's uh, very, unique, very unique, very uh, unique, an albatross or a double eagle yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, hole in one on a par four. That's incredible. So I was three under after two. If there's a big ceremony now... In yeah. the coming weeks, we'll have to get people oh, out there. Be, we'll yeah. have, we'll have Keologus Crack will be on scene to get the first interview <laughs> with you anyway. I'll make sure there's a big ceremony. And, but, uh, you know, I have to just compliment the two lads now. They were, you know, talk about, you know, meeting a couple of strangers. Yeah. And, uh, they just got into it. They were great. And into the clubhouse afterwards, they were the ones that went in and did all the talking. And 
uh, created all the fanfare. But there was no big yelping moment because... Uh, no bumps, uh, no. no. I didn't get the bumps either. No. Yeah. And what about the pints? Did you buy everyone a pint? Yeah, well, the way it's um, a member of Clublink, so the way that works is that every Clublink member has to pay insurance every year um, uh, because the rule is that uh, when that happens, um, everybody gets a free drink. And the place was packed in there. Packed families. <laughs> Thank goodness you didn't have to pay <laughs> yeah. for it yourself. I didn't have to pay for it myself, no. So, uh, yeah, a, a lot of people got some free pints last night. Lovely. I, I couldn't stick around for uh, uh, for, for the entire show, but uh, I left the lads in good company. Oh, ah, that's stories. great. Yeah, so it was great. Very good. Well done. Yeah. Congratulations. That's yeah. a yeah. super feat. I've been altogether. Googling the odds on this now yeah. for like, there's only been one ever in the PGA that it's the only time it's ever happened. Right. Although Aaron Badley had one, um, he put his first ball out of bounds and then he holed out his Ooh. for a birdie off the tee. I did, did nice not know that one. that had ever happened. That's incredible. And then an Asian uh, guy in the 80s did it as well. So that's it. Not My too many goodness. of them. And it's then Mark O'Brien. And then me, yeah. My gosh almighty, that's, uh, that's so, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, if another uh, sport, of course, uh, with a different kind of ball, the old Schlitter, was going on uh, this week. The under-21s yes. uh, leash. Yeah. Didn't fare too well now. No, we went down to Westmead and uh, yeah. we, we had the game in the bag and uh, they just petered off at the end. But They um, did because uh, Westmead was trailing that game six po- six points they were, in about yeah. the 53rd minute. So they yeah. came storming back did, to, yeah. uh, to take they that. Yeah. And Kilkenny got their uh, revenge on Dublin in the under-21s as well, uh, beating them 21-16. So yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. That was the hurling. And the under-20 Rugby World Championships are on in Georgia at the minute and uh, Ireland kicked off with a loss to Italy. The hockey. Yeah, 22-21. So uh, a last minute um, try by Italy and Ireland actually had a chance to uh, to win it with a penalty mm-hmm. in the end but uh, didn't. They, mi- they missed. So All right. Uh, there. Okay. All right. Well, we'll keep the banter going anyway. We will, yeah. Um, throughout the show because there's some big uh, GAA games going on and Ireland, of course, were playing Mexico down in New York as yeah. well. And um, but anyway, I mentioned one of the gentlemen that um, that was with me yesterday to witness me, me big thingy there was um, was his name is Ronan Quinn and uh, he's uh, originally from Straban in um, uh, in County Tyrone and um, he moved to Canada when he was ten but his family are all very very Irish obviously and uh, I thought I'd pull in an old tune for him um, the flower of the sweet Straban beautiful. <laughs> If I were king of Ireland and all things at my will, I'd roam through all creation, new comforts to find still. And the comfort I would seek the most, as you might understand, is to win the heart of Martha, the flower of sweet. Her cheeks, they are a rosy red, her hair a lovely brown, and o'er her milk-white shoulders it carelessly hangs down. She's one of the fairest creatures in the whole of Ireland, and my heart it's captivated. By the flower of sweet Straban. If I had you, lovely Martha, away in Inishon, or in some lonesome valley 
to gain the prize and feast My eyes on the flower of sweet Stravan But I'll go o'er the lagging Down by the steamship's tall I'm sailing for America Whatever may befall The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. Very good. Well, we're off to Ottawa to get the news from Desmond Avoy and... Here he is. Good man, Desmond. Hi, <laughs> good man to both of you there. Great to hear you both in the studio there. And good morning, folks. Desmond Devoy here with the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our good friends over at Aer Lingus. And here are the top stories that have been making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning. Ireland has a new Taoiseach and it is Leo Varadkar. The Social Protection Minister from Dublin defeated Cork's Simon Coveney, the Housing Minister, yesterday to become Fine Gael's 11th leader. The Dáil will meet on Tuesday, June 13th to vote on his nomination to become Ireland's 13th Taoiseach. Varadkar is the son of an Indian immigrant to Ireland and is openly gay and said upon his election at the Mansion House in Dublin that, quote, prejudice has no hold on this republic. At age 38, he would be Ireland's youngest ever Taoiseach, and he said that his father would have been proud of him to become leader of a country where, quote, his son was judged by his actions and character, not by his origins or identity. He won about 60% of the Senegal Electoral College, though Coveney won overwhelmingly amongst ordinary party members by 65% to Varadkar's 35%. However, Varadkar won a majority of councillors, according to the Irish Times, and scored amongst the parliamentary party members, 51 votes to Coveney's 22. The voting was weighted with the Parliamentary Party making up 65% of the total vote and the membership about 25. County, town and city councillors made up about 10%. Varadkar will meet Fianna Fáil leader Michal Martin in the coming days as he will need Fianna Fáil along with several independents to abstain if he is to become Ireland's next leader. He will also be talking with outgoing party leader Enda Kenny about an orderly transition and his opponent, Coveney. During his press conference, as his first press conference as party leader, Radcar said that his top priorities would be Brexit, relaunching the Northern Ireland executive, as well as public sector pay negotiations and a new capital spending plan. He said he had no plans to call an early election and he expected a referendum on abortion to be held sometime next year. In legal news this morning, from lawmaker to lawbreaker, a former Sinn Féin councillor has admitted has pled guilty to falsely imprisoning and threatening to kill a man in January of 2015. 
Jonathan Dowdle, 40, of Dublin, admitted to the Special Criminal Court to interrogating, threatening and waterboarding Alexander Hurley, who had come to his house to buy a motorcycle. Dowdle, along with his 60-year-old father, Patrick, has been sentenced in connection with the crime. Jonathan has been sentenced to 12 years, his father 8 years, for their roles. The court found this week that Dowdle believed Hurley was a con man who had paid someone else with a check that bounced after researching him online, according to RTE News. A cell phone video was played in the court of the attack, which Mrs. Justice Isabel Kennedy called, quote, truly horrifying. In other news this morning, the name Muhammad has seen the biggest rise in popularity amongst new names for babies born between 2015 and 2016. According to new annual figures from the Central Statistics Office, the Arabic name used by Muslims for sons in honor of the Prophet Muhammad, their religion's founders, jumped 36 places in the list of popular baby names to become the 83rd most popular baby name in 2016. In 2015, 58 newborn babies were called Muhammad, while 85 were given that name in 2016. While Muhammad grows in popularity, Jack has lost his pole position for baby boy names, a spot the name has held since 2007, slipping to second place. About 688 babies were named James in 2016, just four ahead of Jack at 684. Daniel was in third place for boys' names. Emily, however, remains the most popular baby girl name, followed by Grace and Ava. Emily has been the most popular baby girl name since 2011. Murphy was the most common surname last year for newborns, followed by Kelly, O'Brien, Ryan, and Walsh. Last year, there were more, than, there were more baby boys born, 32,819, compared to 31,078 girls. Going back 50 years, the top baby names for boys in 1966 were John, followed by Michael and Patrick. For girls born in 1966, it was Mary, followed by Catherine and Margaret. Well, this week in Irish history, on June 3rd, 1984, U.S. President Ronald Reagan visits his ancestral home in Ballyporeen, County Tipperary. On June 2nd, 1920, sports commentator Michael O'Hare is born in Dublin. He commented on 99 GAA All-Ireland hurling and football finals during his career. On the same day in 1954, John A. Costello becomes Taoiseach, forming a coalition government between Fine Gael and Labour. Also on June 2nd in 1986, future Olympic boxing gold medalist Katie Taylor is born in Bray, County Wicklow. On May 31st, 1941, the Second World War comes to Dublin when the Luftwaffe bombs Ireland's capital city, killing 28 people, injuring 90, destroying or damaging 300 homes and leaving 400 homeless. On May 30th, 1951, Eamon de Valera's Fianna Foyle returns to power. On the same day in 2002, famed Irish playwright John B. Keane dies. And on the same day in 1779, songwriter Thomas Moore is born in Dublin. On May 28, 1824, Archbishop Thomas William Croke is born in County Cork. Crow Park in Dublin is named in honour of him. And finally, on the same day in 1923, the Irish Civil War ends when... Eamon de Valera issues a statement to his anti-treaty forces, accepting defeat at the hands of the Free State Government. And there you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our friends over at Aer Lingus. Traveling to Ireland and Europe has never been easier with Aer Lingus's year-round direct service from Toronto to Dublin, with connections available from more than 10 Canadian cities to Dublin. Smart flies Aer Lingus. Check them out online at www.airlingus.com. That's www.aer, 
L-I-N-G-U-S dot com. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with Keolagus Crack. So until next week, folks, Slon go foil. Different eyes, different size, different girls every day. Different names, different games. Took my breath clean away, but I'm changed, rearranged. I'm enlightened, and how you have caught me, you have taught me, and I'm different now. Take me and break me and close. of Irish tradition, what comes to mind? Live music, great hospitality, and a pub atmosphere of laughter and song imported from the Emerald Isle itself. And one of Ireland's greatest imports is the Keane family, serving up the finest fare and crack this side of County Galway since 1991 at the Galway Arms. The family-owned pub has been charming patrons since, well, last century, and as a result attracts some of the GTA's greatest Irish characters. Known far and wide for its chef-designed menu and traditional Irish music, it's also Toronto's home of Gaelic games live from Ireland on the big screens. You can like them on Facebook, and you're sure to like them in person. Visit thegalwayarms.ca to view daily specials. The Galway Arms, your home away from home, and not too far from home, at 838 The Queen's 
Kingsway in Etobicoke. Call 416-251-0096. Make a date and make it for the Galway Arms. Good stuff. And uh, Michael sent us a note there. I wanted to let our listeners know that at 2 o'clock today, if you want to get down there, Dublin are taking on Carlo. Imagine that now. How do you think uh, that'll go? 33 to 1 is what uh, Carlo have been given. Yeah. Worth enough fiver, would it? I don't. I'd say it would. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it would. I mean, you expect Dublin to win, but the the football is due a massive upset, and that would be it. This could be it. There would be bonfires in Carlo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When's the last time? Sometime in the 80s, was it? That what? The Carlo won? The Carlo won a game. No. No, I'm kidding. Well, uh, two weeks ago they did. They beat Wexford, and uh, that wasn't to be expected. No, um, but uh, have they beaten Dublin before? Oh, I, uh, I don't know. I'd have to I look think it was back in the 80s. Oh, it might have to, yeah. yeah. They I weren't uh, too shabby in the yeah. 80s. I do remember them uh, no, knocking leash off a couple of times, of course. Anyone from Carlo can send us in that information. Yeah. We'll take it. <laughs> we'll play a follow-up to Carlo for you. Um, anyway, and then tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock, uh, there's a good tilt up in Ulster, down taking on Armagh. Yeah. And then after that, you've got the um, the Munster Hurling Championship semi-final. Uh, two rivals going at it down in Munster there, Kenny uh, Clare. Limerick and Clare, yeah. yeah. That'll be, a, that'll be a, a good one. A belter of a game, yeah. Uh, anyway, so those are the games that are going on down at the Galway Arms. Right um, on. Has he something else going on down there, no? No, I don't know, no. But that'll be enough, wouldn't it? That'll, that'll be, be enough, enough to fill your afternoon. Kildare and Leash are at it as well. Yes, they are. So Kildare are taking Leash tomorrow. You were saying that this could be something for your lads to take. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think so. I mean, Kildare had a great old league campaign. We had a terrible one. Uh, Leash have fielded a very, very strong team. Uh, n- not a team that, that, they were, that they were actually able to field at all during the league. Right. Very, very experienced. And um, the word coming back from Leash is that they're optimistic. But um, I suppose if you could keep all the players on the pitch, it might be a yeah, help. Yeah, that right? would help. Yeah, hopefully, they, uh, hopefully he'll have a chat to them about discipline and that they have figured out how to tackle properly. But anyway, yeah, that game is uh, tomorrow in uh, Tullamore, and um, you know I'm looking for a bit of an upset there. Right. Would be a bit of an upset for Leash to win it. Uh, Kildare have been going great. They've been going very good. Yeah, and he would say they're the only county in in uh, in, in uh, Leinster that are capable of taking the dubs on. But right. Anyway, we'll see what happens. All right, bit of discipline required. Bit of discipline. Um, so I wanted also we had a, a lovely uh, text in from um, Carolyn McNulty. Given us an update on the uh, third annual Open Door Cayley Dance Weekend last week. Everybody, they say, enjoyed Eamon. And uh, he was here, obviously, for the few days, spreading his own special blend of happiness and the dancing. So uh, from the uh, committee, Maureen, Mary, Maura, Joe, Jer, and Carolyn, um, they want to say a big thank you to everybody who came out last weekend and helped them make a, uh, a wonderful weekend of it. And Eamon was also made an honorary member of the Cork Association. So, well mm. done. He suppose, I suppose he didn't stick around to go to the Cork Association's big night last night down at the Galway Arms. Yeah. Uh, you can let us know how that went. Lovely. Anybody out there that wants to send us an old text. And uh, we'd love to also hear f- from anybody who was at the, uh, the Irish Afternoon Tea. Yes. I'm assuming it went well. I went down there last Saturday. I was dropping off a bike for, uh, for our pal Mike from Syria. And by goodness, uh, they were all in there, hands on deck. Wow. Con O'Connell and Paddy <laughs> Canavan. And, yeah. Oh, I tell you, they yeah. were doing mighty work. Ethan Good and stuff. all the ladies, the kitchen was mad busy. Is that right? Oh, yeah. will you stop? The brown bread, <laughs> delicious. Yeah. Fair play to Helen Healy. Yeah. Oh, some lovely brown bread. The butter <laughs> and everything on it was gorgeous. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Well, we're going on here now with a bit of, um, a bit of music. And um, 
I'll tell you, you were talking about Kildare. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, every time I drive to Dublin, I go through this place called the Curra. Aha. All the race horses out there. Anyway, here's a song for uh, all my Kildare friends who I'm hoping are not going to be so lucky tomorrow. And uh, the Curra of Kildare. Oh, lovely. past and the summer's come at last and the birds they are singing in the trees their little hearts are glad but mine is very sad for my true love is far Upon the briar By the waters Running clear Brings joy To the linnet And the bee Their little Hearts are blessed But mine Can know no rest Since my true Love is far Straight I will repair to the color of Kildare For it's there I'll find tidings of my dear A livery I'll wear and I'll comb back my hair And in so green I will appear And it's straight I will repair To the color of Kildare For it's there I'll find tidings of my dear All you that are in love And cannot I pity the pains that you endure For experience lets me know That your hearts are full of woe A woe that no mortal can cure And it's straight I will repair the color of Kildare For it's there I'll find tidings of my dear It's straight I will repair To the color of Kildare For it's there I'll find tidings of my dear
Oh, lovely stuff. There nice wee go. track there. Yep. Good stuff. Well, on the line, we have Megan Murphy. And Megan has shot this lovely movie that I had an opportunity to watch. And it's called Murphy's Law. And it'll be taking place at Bloor Hot Docs Cinema tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. Megan, you're very welcome to Keologus Crack. How's things? Things are well. Thanks so much for having me today. No problem at all. Uh, I got an opportunity, as I say, to uh, to watch your film. Lovely uh, piece of work. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. And thanks for checking it out. I appreciate that. No problem at all. Fear's sad. It is. I know. I'm sorry. Not a crime. <laughs> yeah. You're going to bring the box of Kleenex with you for sure. I've huh? been told that I need to uh, change the name of my production company to Two Kleenex Production. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. So listen, um, give us a little bit of background for our listeners here on on, on your film here. And uh, I should mention, by the way, the Peugeot bike. I used to have a Peugeot oh, growing did you? up, but it's a black one. Did you? A oh, Peugeot yeah. racer. And by oh, God, nice. she could go. Huh? <laughs> and I had the same, uh, I had the same uh, clips, the toe clips there that you had. Yes, oh, oh good. Yeah. I fell off yeah, once too. <laughs> yeah, they were the originals. Go on anyway, tell us about this film. My film, it's a couple of years ago now, I turned it with my 35th birthday, and I moved back into my parents' house in my hometown of Peterborough, and uh, my, both of my parents though, had passed away. So in cleaning out their belongings, I found a journal that my dad had kept when he was 26. He rode his bike around Ireland. We're a few generations back from, uh, from the Emerald Isle, but we've always had a really strong connection and still have some family over there. And um, so he found this journal that he'd kept when he was 26. He rode his bike around, kept a journal, thought he'd lost it in a fire. My parents' house had burned down in the 70s. But I found his journal, and I found his original 1973 Peugeot. This one was red, though, hanging in the rafters of the garage. So I took his bike and his journal and a film crew, and I went back to Ireland, and I retraced his steps. Fabulous. And the scene, some of the scenery, of course, in the, in the film is, is wonderful. And, uh, of course, your emotion when the, uh, the lads in the shop fix up the, uh, the Peugeot and uh, yeah and and i suppose without giving away too much but the the tape that you hear at the end mm -hmm. uh, the it's message amazing, of eh? your your parents speaking yeah um, quite incredible yeah yeah my dad had left us my we were very close i have two sisters and we were very close to my dad and i uh, we'd made a tape with him before he passed away just a cassette tape um asking him sort of some life advice we were in our early 20s and wanted to know what we should do when we grow up and what are some big questions about life and how much stuff he was going to miss in our world so I interweave a lot of old footage of our family, and um, I was really lucky. I had about 50 hours of home video footage and my dad's voice on tape to be able to use some of that. So I was, I was really lucky. It was quite a cathartic experience for me on many levels. Yeah, I'm sure. And, and even getting back to the, uh, the old homestead and, and stuff like that, where, uh, as you say, maybe a couple of hundred years ago, your family left. It's uh, nice to make, reconnect with all those, with all those folks, yeah? Yeah, yeah, and that was such a, one of my cousins that I met over there, and it was so odd because they did look exactly like my other cousins who are here in Canada. And I loved his line. He said, well, after 150 or 200 years, you're welcome home. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You always get a big kid, me LaFalcia, when you go over to Ireland. It's yeah. true. <laughs> and you had been over there when you were younger as well, right? You had this little, uh, the little trip and some video of that too. So it was yeah, nice was to get back. When, yeah, when I was about uh, when I was a teenager, about eighteen or nineteen, we went over. We did a, we actually had a, um, a queen of the courses in this area of Peterborough where I live, and it's like the Rosa Truly, but locally. And right. so I, I won this contest, and I thought, well, this will be amazing. I'm going to go by myself and have this great adventure, and I'm going to meet a nice Irish lad. It's going to be so wonderful. And then my entire family decided that they would piggyback my trip and came with me. So there were 
seven of us now on oh my boy. trip to Ireland. So that was my first Destroyed time. Destroyed it. Yeah. 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 Spoiler <laughs> there, huh? Did you, did you meet the nice Irish lad? Well, you can't meet the nice Irish lad when your criminal lawyer father is hanging out with you. Yeah, de- definitely <laughs> uh, not. That's no good. That's no good at all. <laughs> yeah, so I've had the opportunity to go back a few times now, and it played, um, I got to go back in October. My film played at the Singal Film Festival in Swords, uh, just outside of Dublin, and did one best documentary, so that was very exciting. Very good. Excellent. That's great. Yeah. And uh, you did mighty work, too, to get in shape for the uh, for the big ride. 1,500 kilometers, I think you said? It was 1,500, yeah. And I oh was so goodness. lucky because it turned out to be one of the nicest summers on record. So I had some rain at the beginning, and then it was almost two weeks of clear days. I was I was going to ask you about that because watching the, the film and seeing all that sunshine and the lovely scenery in Ireland, yeah, I thought this must... In New Zealand. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You must have gone somewhere <laughs> else to film this, huh? <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, you got very lucky for sure with the weather because that could, you know, we used to see a lot of German tourists coming on the biking trips through Ireland and the rain gear on them, and they were like drowned rats every time they went from place <laughs> to place. So yeah, you got I was very, very lucky. lucky. You got very lucky. And I did, was. It was the one thing that went right. Yeah. <laughs> and did you bike into Kerry at all when you were there? I did. I biked yeah. into Kerry and I did. Um, we did all of uh, my family's from Listowel. My ancestors oh, yeah. and. So I did Listowel, and then I ended my trip down at the very end of the Dingle at the Sleighhead. Oh, uh, there's a chair there to my dad's memory. So the very last stop, my family met me at, uh, at my dad's chair. Yeah, and did you have to climb up Mall's Gap there at all on the bike, no? I skipped Mall's Gap. There's oh, no point. To, <laughs> that's insane, but I did do the Connor Pass. Oh, you did? Okay, well, that's you got you got the other big one down there. Well oh, done. it hurt that's so fantastic. badly. Yeah. No. Mark just did a, a bike ride over there for charity last year. Yes, I did. Oh, did you do the ring? I did, yeah. I did. Oh, wonderful. That's why I was asking about Mall's Gap, because it just about killed me. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. Very yeah, good. I would so, love to do that ride. So uh, anyway, this whole story can be seen, and uh, we would encourage our listeners to get out and see it yeah. tomorrow afternoon at half three down at the Bloor Hot Dog Cinema. And you can get tickets at hotdogcinema.ca. Wonderful, mm. and I'll be there too. We'll do a question and answer after, and I'd love to meet anyone. Very uh, good. That's great. That's okay. great. Good stuff. Well done, Megan. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, Megan, stay in touch. Bye-bye. All the best. Good luck. Bye. All right, good stuff. A bit of music now, will we? Go on there. I have an old Mayo tune lined up there, Ron. Get that going there. It's just a year ago I left old Aaron's Isle My heart was throbbing in the soft light Of my Colleen's smile In all my dreams I seem to hear Her sweet voice soft and I know she's waiting where we said goodbye in old Mayo. For to Irish eyes are shining, and an Irish heart is pining when I kissed her. Hello.
loving Irish arms will press me And true Irish love press me And sweet Irish lips will bless me When it's moonlight in Mayo Her Irish eyes like beacon shine All through the darkest night I know their sweet love beams Will always fill the world with light The roses of her cheeks And when the shamrocks wear the dew, I'll wed my sweet Colleen. For to Irish eyes are shining, and an Irish heart is pining. When I kissed her. Lovely. Yeah. Really? Singing a bit of Mayo. Speaking of Mayo, we heard from someone from Mayo. We did, yeah. Um, actually, Kathleen Morley wanted to send us an old note, and she was down at the uh, at the Cork pub night in the Galway Arms, said it was a great night. And uh, also wanted to let us know, and a bit of breaking news here, or maybe it's not, but uh, we'll announce it here, is that Della, Della was also down there celebrating the birth of her 10th grandchild. Um, Wonderful. Congratulations. For a baby girl born to Leslie and Thomas, uh, £9.15, ounces, uh, Eliana. Anyway, Lovely congratulations stuff. to them. Very good. And on oh, the line, we have the uh, there's the a bit of there. laughing. Uh, oh, £9.15, that's, that's, a, that's a healthy size. That's a big, Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> on the line, we have Richard Hart, who is the new director of the Bloomsday Festival. Richard, you're very welcome to Keologus Crack. How's things? Things are grand. Thank you so much for having me. No problem at all. 32 years wow. this is going to be. Oh, I know. That's, That's I incredible know. now. I, I'm the kid, and I've only been there 16 years. <laughs> Some kid, I'd say you are. <laughs> yeah, and 32 years ago, Mary Durkin started it off. And, fair uh, Mary, Mary's passed the baton on to me, so... Uh, that's that's what we're doing. We're still doing it. Thirty-two years, and it's in safe hands now. Something like that. Good stuff. Good stuff. So this is all, of course, you know, 
obvious for those who don't know, of course, about James Joyce and Ulysses. June 16th is the uh, the date you want to be putting in the calendar if you didn't know it already. And you got the 9 a.m. to noon. So you're assembling down at the library at 9 a.m. That's right. The Beaches Library, Um, that should be, of course. Yeah, Beaches Library. And then we'll start there uh, with readings, with music and songs um, from Ulysses. We have great musicians there. And then we take a a good stroll around Kew Gardens there. Uh, Down to the boardwalk, we do readings and scenes and more songs. And then back up to the library where we do a bit more. And then we're over to Whitlock's for a Bloomsday brunch. A little bit of feed after the walk and the entertainment. Exactly. You've worked up an appetite by then. Ah, that's great stuff altogether. Hopefully the weather will be good. Yeah, we have a plan. If it rains, we'll we'll meet at the library for 10 o'clock. And we we have the library there, uh, a space there, uh, in case it does rain, so people can still enjoy. We do Bloomsday rain or shine. That's great, Richard. Good stuff. Yeah. And and Richard, just so people know, you can just show up, right? You don't have to you don't have to have a ticket or anything like that, do you? No, it's a free event. Um, so if you if you happen to see the uh, balloons bobbing along in the park and people in Edwardian gear, and you don't know why, that'll be us. And please feel free to jump in. And if you know a song, you can sing it. And uh, yeah, by all means, it's it's a free event. We do have we we have raffles and. And uh, and quizzes and things like that. So if you if you want to spend a little money, that's that's perfectly up to you. But it is a free event. So you you can test people's knowledge on Ulysses, is it? <laughs> that's right. Well, they're they're teaching me really because uh, Mary was the Joyce scholar, and I'm I'm just an actor. So so I I learn something new from Ulysses every year. I do it. Excellent. Very good. And this is always a, a well attended event as well from uh, from what I hear in the past. So. Of course, if anybody wants to get any information, torontobloomsday.com is the website. And the phone number, I believe this is your number, Richard, 416-778-8203. That's right. Call me, and I will, uh, I will, uh, I will uh, help you out. And um, the website, and thanks very much for posting up on your guys' site the, uh, the details of our event as well. Uh, torontobloomsday.com is the, is the best place to go. That is not a bother at all. That's what we're here for, to get the uh, word out. So Yeah, uh, thank you. We really uh, we hope that you have a, a successful day and, uh, and of course, a little afternoon, I suppose, with the feed and everything. So Absolutely, yeah. Thank you. Well done. Good man. Great stuff, Richard. Good stuff, Richard. All right. Thanks very much, Kenny Mark. Thanks Listen, thanks on. a million for coming on and giving us a call. And, of course, thanks to all the years for, uh, for uh, Mary Durkin there. And, uh, Mary, oh, yeah, absolutely. Mary Durkin is a wonder. That's yeah, she's off. This year, she is in the middle of a bike tour of Italy, so she oh, be the Lord. She, she leaves Joyce uh, behind for this year. But uh, our best to her on her bike tour of Italy. Wonderful! Oh. That's great. <laughs> Congratulations, Mary. Take her easy. Yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah. I, she'll wander into the Tour de France at that time of year. <laughs> exactly. She's yeah. Not careful. She'll be she'll be climbing the calls. Yeah. She could be yeah getting waved on. Fellas yeah. throwing water bottles at her. Right, running alongside her. Great stuff, Richard. Thanks a million. Enjoy the rest of the weekend.
and you. All the best. Lovely. Take care. Good luck. Bye Bye. That's great now, isn't it? Ah, it's deadly. Yep. Wednesday action. Hey, uh, I have a tune lined up here, but uh, just a little bit of a, uh, a segue before we uh, get into it. Uh, follow me up to Carlow tune. That we, oh. uh, we're covering all the, we the counties in Leinster oh here today. Wow. Back to the Midlands in Carlow. But uh, anyway, Carlow, of course, are playing big game against Dublin today. No, not expected to be at the races there, but you never know. But I don't know if you saw or not where Carlow County, Carlo County Council have come in for some uh, for some criticism for a recent campaign. Do tell about picking up the pe- about the people in Carlow are uh, apparently not picking up after their dogs do uh, no. poops all uh, over no, the place, no, 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 no. and so th- they've gone a little bit too far with the campaign. Right. The, the posters that they put up all over Carlow town show a picture of a toddler sitting by the pram eating, you know, uh, from a dog. Stop. Yeah. Anyway, and so they've they've gone in, uh, the locals, anyway, said they've gone way too far with this campaign. Anyway, it's a a dreadful piece of, um, I'll show you a picture here now so you can see it live. That's it there. Pick it up or I will is the the campaign. And the little fella beside the pram. Isn't that terrible? Oh, do you remember the days, huh? You'd be walking home from school, not looking where you're going and... And then it'd be and following you. Oh, it'd be following you. Trying to mother. scrape it off your shoes. <laughs> and then not allowed in the house. Exactly. <laughs> Hose down you oh, are. No. Oh, no. So maybe not Lord. too many people will be following you up to Carlo. But anyway, apparently the campaign has worked. And they've, gone, they've just transformed to a very oh, good. clean dog poop. Clean good, camp. good, Anyway, good. on that note, uh, follow me up to Carlo there is the one. Uh, Deadly. And watch you your step. Good man. Firebrand heat secure until he met at Glen Mildura with Dirk McHugh of Burn. Curse and swear, Lord Kildare, fate will do what fate will dare. Now Fitzwilliam, have a care, Fallen is your star low. Up with halberd, out with sword, and we'll go for by the Lord. Dirk McHugh has given his word, follow me up to Carlow. See the swords of Glenamal, a flash of north, the English pale, see all the children of the gale beneath. Burton's banner, booster of a fighting stop. Would you let a Saxon cock crow out upon an Irish rock? Fly up and teach him manners. Curse and swear, Lord Kildare, Pitt will do what Pitt will dare. Now Fitzwilliam, have a care, fallen is your star low. Up with halberd, out with sword, and we'll go for by the Lord. Pitt McHugh has given his word, follow me up to Carlow. Sagger to Conmore flows a stream of Saxon gore and great as Rory Ogomore and sending blooms to Hades. White is sick and grey has fled. Now for Black Fitzwilliam's head, we send it over dripping red to Liza and her ladies. Curse and swear, Lord Kildare, Pirk will do what Pirk will dare. Now Fitzwilliam, have a care, fallen is your star low. Up with halberd, out with sword, and we'll go for by the Lord. Pirk McHugh has given his word, follow me up to Carlow. And swear, Lord Kildare, Pick will do what Pick will dare. Now Fitzwilliam, have a care, fallen Mr. Starlow. Up with halberd, out with sword, and we'll go for by the Lord. Pick McHugh has given his word, follow me up to Carlow. In every can of Guinness, there's over 250 years of brewing tradition and a widget. The widget. All right, very good. 
It's uh, June the 5th, and here we go with the Guinness Community Calendar of Events. Kyoltus, Lang and Gorman Branch are running a memorial Kelly for Eileen Kelly McLaren. And it's also, of course, a fundraiser for Ronald McDonald House. We had Maureen here last week. I hope things went well up in Sudbury for Maureen. Uh, they're, of course, honouring some hard-working women, namely Loretta Reed, musician extraordinaire, and Orla Masterson with all the stuff that she does with the GAA, and June Duffy of Durham Irish. It's at the Royal Canadian Legion, Nine Dawes Road, that's just south of Danforth, and it's taken place tonight from 7 till 12. Admission's only $15 and only $5 for children, so it'll be a great family event. So get on down there. There'll be music, raffle and dancing, and Maureen, of course, will be calling it. And uh, you can give Maureen a call, 416-446-6993. The East Side Players presents Office Hours, a comedy by Norm Foster. And that's taking place at the Paper Mill Theatre, 67 Pottery Road in Toronto. Tickets are $24, students are $15. And it's running now through June the 8th. Shows are 8pm nightly and there is a matinee tomorrow at 2pm. The Donegal Association is having their AGM and it'll be held at the Emerald Isle Seniors Centre and that is also tomorrow, June the 4th at 2pm. The Senior Centre, of course, is Danforth and Maine. And Donegal want you to know, of course, that they won the best float last year in the parade. You can contact Pat Boyle at 905-823-4827. You heard Megan Murphy on the show a little earlier. Murphy's Law is a film taking place at Bloor Hot Dog Cinema. Sunday, June the 4th at half three. And um, you can check out tickets at hotdogscinema.ca. And Nathan Carter. Mark played Nathan off the top of the show. And he is coming to Toronto, as we know, a little bit later. But you can check out a show on television on the Buffalo Toronto PBS station on June the 5th at 8 p.m. The show is Celtic Roots Live with Nathan Carter. It's also on Rogers WNED on Channel 61. And Richard was here to tell us about the 32nd Annual Toronto Bloomsday Festival, which will take place, of course, on June the 16th. People will assemble at the Beaches Library at 9 a.m., which is 2161 Queen Street East. And they'll uh, have music and uh, a bit of acting and stuff like that going on. And uh, readings and whatnot. And then you'll do a little walk around Kew's Garden and then a bit of brunch to follow. A Bloomsday brunch at Whit- uh, Whitlock's at 1961 Queen Street Eat from East from noon till half two. Check them all out at torontobloomsday.com or give Richard a call, 416-778-8203. The summer camps are back in July, July 3rd to 7th at St. Edward the Confessor. And that's in North York, July 10th to the 14th at the Montgomery Inn in Etobicoke, July 17th to the 21st at the Legion at 10 Pape and O'Connor, and August 28th to September 1st back at Montgomery Inn. You can contact Maureen at 416-446-6993 or send her an email, moleary2001 at rogers.com. And a quick shout out to Thomas Darcy McGee Summer School, taking place the 21st to the 23rd of August as they help Canada celebrate their 150th. And they will have General John de Chastelain. He'll be one of the key speakers. Check out thomasdarcymcgee.com slash summerschool2017. For all the information on the events, websites, phone numbers, email addresses and such, go to our website, saturdayirishradio.com. And of course, if you ever want to check out our show, you can download it from there as well. If you have an event coming up, send me an email, ken at saturdayirishradio.com.
All right, look at that. And there goes the hour. There goes the end of the show. Yeah, we'll we'll go out here with a bit of music in a second, but um, Mm. and uh, a few a few big games on this weekend. Champions League. Champions League is a little bit later. Ah, yeah, absolutely. Real Madrid and Juve. Ninety-five percent of the male population in the world. No disrespect to the ladies, but ninety-five percent of the male population in the world will be watching that game. I'd say. Oh, be the Lord hockey. I'd say so. Yeah, a few women Um, thrown in too, which are man Ronaldo. Yeah, they all oh, like they to see would. him. Oh, you're you know? right. Yeah, I know who they really like is uh, uh, Buffon. There, the, the, oh, the goalie. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah a mature man in that. Like, yeah, yeah, great hands, of course. Yeah, good. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of football, hey, just a quick rundown of the old results last night. It's the halfway mark now in the League of Ireland, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, Cork are on 41 points. They have an 18 point lead over Dundalk. Last night, Shams tied St. Pat's 1-1. Bowes 0-0 with Drogheda. Derry 2-1 uh, over Goa. Derry are on a 10-game wow. unbeaten streak right now, and they're up to third. Limerick 5-3 over Bray. Rovers, my Sligo Rovers, 0-0 with Finn Harps. They're in an old relegation mm-hmm. battle. And Dundalk uh, were beaten by Cork. And uh, who was in the crowd in Cork last night? Only Mr. Martin O'Neill. And Roy oh. Keane to watch Wished. the Cork lads play. Interesting. So yeah. you never know. You never nice know now. Pull in another League mm-hmm. of Ireland fella to the team. It's great. Great publicity for the League of Ireland altogether. And that game against Austria is coming up soon, of course. And uh, Yeah, next Sunday. A, vic- a victory there would pretty much put us across the finish oh, line. It would be deadly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, very good. Very good. All right, we'll go here with a Luke Kelly song. Thank oh, you for listening, great. folks. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week. And this is a song for Ireland. Slán. Walking all the day Near tall towers Where falcons build their nests Silver-winged they fly They know the call of freedom In their breasts Saw black head against the sky Where twisted rocks they run to the sea Living on your western shore Saw summer sunsets Asked for more I stood by your Atlantic sea And I sang a song for Ireland Drinking all the day in old pubs where fiddlers love to play. So Programming for our Irish community can be heard every Saturday from 11 a.m. to noon. <laughs>